the Providence College Friars. Will the party ever end tonight, downtown Providence? The Big East. And the rest of the college hoops world. You know that. The party will not end. This is the Providence Crier Podcast with your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Three points. They've got a ladder that's being brought out now to cut down. What a treat to be with you for this special night. Anytime, partner. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Province Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Province Crier. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Province Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me, as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter, at BOC all day. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, BOC. The Friars get the Kim English era underway. Um, they, they, they hosted Columbia on Monday, end up getting the uh, 78-59 victory in, in Kim English's debut. Um, and, you know, I had boots on the ground. I know you were watching from home. Um you know, it's what were your first initial thoughts of the game, and you know why? It's probably thank God we're back, right? Because it was great to have college basketball back. It was absolutely great to have college basketball back. So, really quick, what what was the trend with you and I last year when we made our predictions? What always happened? We would always meet in the middle, right? That would be the yeah, actual score yeah. of the game. So you predicted a twenty-two point victory. Correct. I did. I predicted 16. Pretty close. But in the middle of 19, which is what sure trend. Is. So the trend continues. Anyway, <laughs> um, I thought that was interesting, but I'm a nerd. Um, the all, all we heard all offseason was running gun, three-point shooting, and lo and behold, it was kind of like an Ed Cooley game. It was Excellent defense, even I would say arguably, granted it was Columbia, but better defense than even under Ed Cooley at times, um, held them under 30% uh, shooting the entire game, which they needed because they were sloppy with the ball, which we'll get to that. Um, And we didn't really put up a lot of threes. We put up 23, if I recall. Um, The percentage was not that great, um, which is a theme that we'll get to later on in this podcast. But as, as much as we thought it would be a get up and down on the court, uh, chuck a ton of threes, um, NBA-style offense, and at times it was, yes. Um, it was really a defense-first hustle, kind of a gritty win, and that's personally really exciting to me. And on top of, you know, so that, that was my initial thoughts, and then it was great to see all the new faces. You can tell a lot. It's it's the first game, but you can get tell a lot from the initial impressions. So we can get into that in more detail, but that's my initial thoughts on the game. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna try and pull uh, quickly pull up this number. Where was Providence last year in three point attempts? I gotta believe it's below twenty three though, right? Yeah, I um I know we were in the bottom half of the Big East. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I for me, I, I think my biggest takeaway was, um. It actually was a breath of fresh air, totally different offensive feel. Like, yes, 
you know, they didn't play their best game. Um, a lot of no. turnovers, sloppy, but that might be expected. Um, but, man, I thought it was such a breath of fresh air to see these guys flying up and down the court. And it was just like – it was like I was watching, like, a different game almost. Uh, and, you know, Kim English on the – on his post-game presser said he wanted to be faster. So yeah. so maybe you were right and they weren't that fast. But to me, you know, watching 12 years of, of Friar offense uh, under the old regime and now looking at what I saw yesterday in the building, man, like – I was just excited to watch that. It was exciting basketball, even if it didn't always look pretty. Yeah. Um, and to your point, they averaged a little over 19 attempts a, a yeah. season, which was 288th in college basketball. Um, they averaged, this is higher than I thought it was, 34.6% uh, makes. Yeah, that was a that was a good year for Cooley. But, that, for but, Cooley that's like, but that's still not, it's still not good. No, <laughs> that's all. No, so so yeah. Cooley Cooley teams only shot over thirty five percent from three, I think like once in the last in all his years at Providence. It was it, it was the, the year with the Jalen Lindsay team. I think that team could hit a bunch of free throws too, if, if I'm if my memory serves me correctly. Um, so yeah, different brand of basketball. It, it might take them a little bit to fully execute, but. I like what I saw. Um, it's interesting because when Kim says, you know, I want us to go faster, I started thinking about some of the points of the game. Um, and there were times where I, like, I remembered I was yelling for them to push the ball yeah. and they didn't. And, you know, I, I, I think some of it's trying to get a feel for the new guys around them. There's a few Bryce Hopkins um, plays where, where he got the ball in transition and like it like guys weren't kind of moving with them but um but for when you look at the team in the half court set BOC like how many times over the last 12 years did we see a possession and see this multiple times in the game a possession where guys aren't moving the ball is sticking and they, they just don't know what to do and get a horrible look at the buzzer or get a shot clock violation. So like there was more one... times than we need to count. And I that know. didn't happen once in the open. I know it's yeah, common, it was the so. it was the let's dribble 30 feet away from the hoop around the perimeter doing the weave. <laughs> um and then whoever has the ball last has the ball with seven seconds left and has to have a desperation shot as they attack the rim. And oftentimes it led to a shot clock violation. There was one possession um, where they – and you're you're going to remember this – where they probably passed the ball 12, 13 times, and it led to a wide-open look from Corey Floyd, who unfortunately ended up planking the three. But it was beautiful ball movement. It reminded me of, like, the peak Villanova teams that were just so unselfish. And it led to a wide-open look, and that's fantastic. The downside, and this is where my concerns – and we talked about it with Rook – is – yeah, it's great that they drew up a wide open look. Do we have the Do we have the horses to knock down all these looks? Um, yeah, they're really, really averaging twenty three a game. I'm not concerned, right? Um, yeah, like Corey, we'll get into each of the players here, yeah. but yeah, Corey Floyd obviously kind of had a rough shooting night. He was three of ten, um, but 
but certainly he's been given the green light, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't know if there was a game last year where he took 10 shots. Uh, probably not even close, right? Um, you know, so 0 of 6 from 3, just an off shooting night for him, you know. I think they're. I think all the players were pressing a little bit. It's the first yeah. game they've heard all off season about how there's a new team, how the pressure's on English and them, how they you know coolly left them. Like, I mean, kudos to kudos to the the fans and yourself. That place was packed for an opening night. That was awesome. Um, but you could tell there was a little. They were a little bit nervous, and rightly so. Like, Karen Floyd are being thrust into roles that they've never had before. Um, Odoro. Again, he's a what a fifth year senior, but it's his first time playing in a big, big conference. Um, so everybody had nerves. Even Hopkins had nerves. You know, he didn't play great. He he played pretty poorly actually, and he still ended up with a double double, which shows his uh, how high of a talent he is. Um, turned the ball over a little bit too much for my liking, which it was a theme that we talked about last year a lot, which he needs to clean up. But everybody was just a little bit nervous, and you just you're glad to get out of this one with a win because. Wasn't it last year when we almost lost the opener against Ryder? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, because we're kind of on the same wavelength here because I host – I don't even know if you know this, but I hosted the post-game spaces on the drive home. Uh, and Hands-free, uh, hands I hope. To the best of my abilities. You know, I have to drive I'm, with no, my I'm, protect, I'm protecting you. We'll say yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just don't get into it. Uh, so, um, but no, I said the same thing about Hopkins. Like, you know, when you have a guy whose bad day is a 14.10 uh, rebound contest, uh, I think he's a pretty darn good player. Um, you know, what's pretty I, interesting. Ticket took a couple of rebounds from him, huh? He, um, there, there's going to be a fight for the boards and we'll talk about this. Um, Let's let's hit the rebounding now then. Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. Well, no, what, what were you gonna say about tickets? I was gonna say the wings exceed my expectations. Like tickets bigger than I thought he was. Yeah. He's going how many rebounds did he have? Do you have like six or seven? seven? Yeah. Um he stole a couple from Hop, and that's going to be like we can have probably you know, Carter's gonna rebound well, Floyd's gonna rebound well, Adoro, just because of where he plays, he's gonna get some rebounds. We'd have three or four players that average north of six rebounds a game, which we need because we don't have the size in the front court. Um, so to the rebounding thing, and let me pivot quickly. I am more optimistic about our front court defense than I was before the game, even though I feel like we are not going to be able to protect the rim at all. Yeah. Does that make, uh, does that make sense? Yeah. And listen, you know, Odoro provided some rim protection. It wasn't like unreal, but he provided some that, that I thought people weren't really expecting. Um, in terms of rebounding, like they're going to have to gang rebound, but I think they got the athletes in the size to do it. Um, and on top of that, BOC, the way they play, I, I think that's conducive to having gang rebounding and not relying on you know, old school, your bigs just gobble up all the rebounds. Um, yeah. You know, not only do they take quick shots, but they force quick shots. Um, and, you know, a team that's going to shoot a lot from the perimeter, that gives you more opportunities to get offensive rebounds. And they actually lost the offensive rebounding battle in this one. Mm -hmm. But but I, I think when you're a team that 
that it's more perimeter oriented, you know, th- those misses go further than, than something at the hoop and like falling off the rim, right? And just grabbing yeah. it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think they're going to have to gang rebound, but I do think that they got the guys that can do it. Like, you know, like, um, like you said, ticket gains with seven boards, Ordoro six, Carter six, um, Floyd chipped in with three. Um, so, and even Pierre added two. like you had guys, you know, get, getting on the glass, which was good. Now, the biggest thing that I heard on the space BOC was Rafael Castro. Everyone wanted to talk about Castro. Everyone wanted to talk they, about Slim. As they should. Yeah, and it was a very interesting game from him because he isn't the first, you know, I'll put it in air quotes, big that came off the bench, right? Uh, Kim English kind of surprised everybody by putting in uh, Richard Barron that early. Um, and he was the first big off the bench in cash. And, you know, yet some people in the crowd, you know, calling for Castro to get in there. Finally, Castro does get in with four and a half minutes left in the first half. And you know what? He does what he freaking does that, that he's been doing in, in, in Spain, uh, in prior year exhibitions, scrimmages, you name it. Just this six of seven, five of six, uh, Seven of eight shooting. And it's like, yeah, I think, you know, he probably earned a little bit of a little bit more minutes, I would say, uh, from he, his performance today. I completely agree. He adds a different dimension to the front court when he's in. And there's a reason why English probably didn't play him until when he did. English is around the team more than you and I, obviously. But when a player gets his time, what do you want him to do to show that he deserves more time? And that's exactly what he did. So now, what what did he get? Thir- 14 minutes? Yep. So now, I think it's reasonable to assume he gets 17, 18 minutes against Milwaukee and just keeps building on that. Um, the one thing we always talked about last year is how we like jokingly called him like a baby giraffe, how he just like get up and down the court without a lot of control. He showed, besides that one drive where he tried to meet the guy, at the, where the guy met him at the rim, he showed a lot of control. And he was composed last night. Um, didn't turn the ball over really. Rebounded well. Fin- finished with authority. Like he played a gr- he played angry when he was finishing. That was awesome to see. Um, so he did everything and more. And you, that's all you can do when you're coming off the bench because all you can do is produce. And that's what he did. So he's going to if he can even be a sliver of that the ceiling for this team is exponentially raised and maybe the concerns around the front court shouldn't be that big of concerns, but it was Columbia. Let's have this conversation after Wisconsin and after the uh, Bahamas tournament. Definitely. I mean, that's such a good point. Like, you know, it's so we were saying, let's see him do it in the regular season. Okay. We saw it against Columbia, but let's see if we can build on that. Right. Um, but that's a but, but like that's a that, but I don't think that's us being unfair. I think that's a fair ask. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Um, so, but it, it's interesting you bring that up in terms of his minutes going up, right? Because, um, in this one, Richard Barron plays fifteen minutes. Um, and then that uh, let's let's talk what to you, by the way, before, big storyline with Barron. What did you think about him? Because he looked 
Like, isn't he only supposed to be like six four? He looked massive out there. Yeah. Um, you know, you made that. I think it's back. the hair. I think it's the fro, but like yeah. is he he looks like he's like six seven, six eight. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not always great with heights, BOC. Uh, uh <laughs> but but no, he did look big and and you dude, when you were talking about middle linebacker, I didn't I felt like I didn't quite see it in the Mal Brown, but then yesterday I was like, oh my God, this guy's built like a middle linebacker. He honestly looks more like, after seeing him yesterday, he looks like a nose guard. He doesn't look like a middle line. We're, we're moving <laughs> him to the center of the line. Um, but no, you know, I think it was great, good. He had a great cutoff. He had a great cut off the ball to finish for a layup. That was yeah. a really slick move he had and his stroke looks nice. So, I still think he's probably like a year away and he needs to reshape his body because he still looks like he has some baby fat to him, which is expected as a freshman. But he um, he's promising. I think mean, he's going to exceed his recruiting uh, ranking. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see w- what his mitts look like, though, as we get further down the road. Um, because, okay, so back to the mitts, though. Here's the big thing. The big storyline um, that came from this game was Darway Duall makes his – Highly anticipated debut. Um, comes in off the bench, instantly drains a three. The place went wild. Uh, I saw the replay like on TV today. It was loud, but in the building, it was like you could feel it. Uh, and so he goes, and then he just like disappeared. And I didn't see him limping, to be honest with you. But then he, yeah. uh, you know, poor surface that he went to the locker room, um, potentially an ankle, potentially a calf. Potentially a stomach bug. Uh, did you did knows, you see but... did you see the conversations going on in the Twitter chat about the stomach bug? Uh, I didn't see all of it, but I did add to it. I was like, "Did he eat something funky and red?" <laughs> so we have a uh, we have we don't know if it's an ankle injury if he has the shits. So who knows? Yeah, um, but you know, as we are recording right now, we're we're, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, Kim English is doing his radio show, and Garway Duall is expected to be at that. Um, and I'm he getting initial great. reports that Kim English says he hopes that he's good to go come Saturday against UW Milwaukee. Um, so my whole point in all this BOC is I think he showed as a guy that could that needs to get serious minutes. Like I know it was such a small sample size, but Man, like he's really good, and you know, here's the here's the conundrum you have now. It's like you said it, and I agree with you. Uh, love would tick against brings the table, no doubt. Um, him diving on the floor multiple times uh, against Columbia in, in an opener was freaking awesome. Um, I think he is a perfect glue guy for this team. Um, three and D. Um, but I could see Garway do all it. Maybe I'm wrong here. It, it maybe Kim would stick with the veterans and the continuity that he can have with taking O'Durrell on the floor together with um, the returning PC players. But I could see Garway cracking the starting starting rotation at some point. Yeah, we um, we need to get him healthy. Um, they're they're gonna stay out, I presume. Wait, are we hosting or are we playing at Wisconsin? We're hosting. Oh, okay. So they're gonna is Milwaukee coming to us too? 
Yes. Saturday. Oh, okay. So I would okay, never never mind. I would rest him for Milwaukee and then have him ready to go for Wisconsin. Mm, um, I mean, I'd agree with you, but I, I also what? think this this UW Milwaukee team and um you know BOC had the had the game, or excuse me, I did the game preview. BOC did post game right up. Um I'll, I'll grab the UW Milwaukee uh pregame right up because I've heard this team's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if we're having trouble with you, Dub Milwaukee, we have bigger issues. Just telling you, man, James Madison walked into Michigan State and, and handed Tom Izzo his first home November loss ever. He's losing his fastball. Kurtang, reconsider. <laughs> um, no, I we'll get into it. You Dub Milwaukee's got some like stud forward that, that can score. Um Is that um, where um is that where that kid played who was once like the number one recruit and then kind of fell off, but he went there? Yeah, I forget. The kid from like that was considering chose UW Milwaukee over Duke. Yeah, exactly. Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yep, that's it. Good memory. Yep. And uh if you want to go way back, it's where Bruce Pearl got got his I don't think that was his first job. It might have been. But that's what where where uh, that's the school that Bruce Pearl got on the map with, because um, I'm pretty sure they made some noise in the dance uh, when he was coaching them. Um, but any other thoughts on on the game itself? Um, Devin Carter's a special player. I think he'll I think he'll end up being drafted this year after this year. He to me just plays at a, a different level than everybody else on the court. Um, yeah, I, think, I sure hope that's include. By the way, that's include. That's including Bryce Hopkins. I think he's like that special Ooh. of a talent. That's he's that special of a talent. Um, he's one of the best all all around when you consider offense and defense in, in the entire nation. Not, I've been saying that since last year. Like, I'm a huge Devin Carter fan. Yeah, as am I. Um, you know, that's pretty high praise, BSC. But for me, I'm, I'm just. Man, I'm worried about him surviving a season because I, well, dude, like I love ticket games running around, but he he was the reason why Carter got hurt because they both dove into each other. Yep. Which you want that as a coach, right? And English when he was when he saw Gaines get on the floor and start screaming, like I don't know if you, you probably I don't know if you could see it in person, but I did, I saw the replay though. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Dude, I, I was ready to run through a wall. That was awesome. <laughs> English will fresh in that sweater too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, first game in the books. PC gets the W. As we said, Saturday they'll host UW Milwaukee games at six p.m. I actually, unfortunately, don't think I'll have boots on the ground for that one. I, 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 my brother-in-law, um, somehow like pulled me in to agree to going to West Point on Saturday with him. To see that's gonna his. be fun. That's gonna be awesome, though. Yeah, it will be, but um, to, to see his Holy Cross Crusaders um, clinging, trying to get in that large bid in the D one AA playoffs, uh, so they're playing uh, Army. So I'm going to that, and I don't think I could make it uh, on the way uh, back. Are you, after watching the team last night, are you higher, lower, just status quo on the team for for expectations before heading into the first game? Hmm. Kind of status quo, I would say. Um, 
there are things that really excite me about them. Um, and I mean, you, I would say status quo, but like leaning higher expect, expectations, right? Like, you know, I, I, I really like what they showed. Um, the fact that they can be better excites me even more. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not ready to fully take the leap and being like, what? this team's going to be X, Y, Z. After seeing that, because you were in person, obviously I wasn't. What, what concerns you about the team? I mean, the stuff. I would just say the style of play in terms of taking care of the basketball. Because, I mean, and Kim Ellis brought this up in his postgame presser. Like, uh, he gave some funky, like, new age Joe Missoula type stat on if you lose uh, the turnover battle and if you lose, like, effective field goal percentage or some darn thing. Um, you don't have a great chance to win basketball games. And, and this game was an outlier, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I would kind of say that, like, they're going to be a team that moves it up and down. You got to – it's the old John – I believe John Wooden said it, right? Like, you want guys to play fast but in control or something yeah. like that. They got to learn to do that. Otherwise, like, you, you can't be tossing the ball all nah. over the place against the Big East teams. You just can't. Do you think they can hang with the top-tier teams in the Big East? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I picked them five, so yeah. Mm. And I said that I think any any of the seven can win it all, or yeah. not win it all, win the Big East. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch too much because obviously I was watching Providence. Um, yeah, you, you didn't do the whip around. I, I I did. It was it was annoying. Um, what was the was it true though that there was no commercials because of the whip around coverage? Uh, I was so I, what I was doing is I had the whip around on TV. I had the Providence game on my phone, so I was honestly I don't I don't even remember. I honestly have no recollection. The one I'll say, uh, Samson Johnson on UConn looks really good. Oh really? Like he's made that leap. Shit. Um, <laughs> cling, like the Jordan Hawkins thing where we hear about Jordan Hawkins for years and yeah, like, we're like wait, who is this guy? And then he's nasty. Klingon, they crown they crowned him too early. They what? They they crowned Klingon too early. He's not he's not he's not like a first team All American. Woo! Say that. He, uh, I mean, is dude, this the Andre dude? Dude, dude, he averaged Remember? 13 13 minutes a game. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> I know. It, but you don't think it's as like dry like Andre Corbello being talked about as a for I, I can't no, remember like, like I think I think Clean will still be an all conference player. Okay. Yeah. But the uh, but the praise for him, like it was almost like he was just a locked in like lottery pick already. Yeah. Do, and do he, you remember and, do you remember Corbello after his freshman year at Illinois? Yeah, dude. Like everybody. all the national pundits were, were placing him in like second team all American, third team all American, yeah. first team all American. And I was like, are we sure about this? And then he ended up being terrible. Uh, yeah. So no, he's at University of I, could eat, I could eat a ton of crow there, and I'm maybe I will, but um, I think they, I think the expectations need to pump the brakes on him a little bit and let him develop because he is only a sophomore still. All right, before we get out of here, let's kind of hit some of the, you, you know, you you kind of brought it up with UConn. 
Let's hit some of the other action uh, between Big East and some of the uh, other noteworthy contests uh, mm-hmm. in college basketball's opener. So Marquette ends up being Northern Illinois, 92-70. I believe Cam, my guy Cam Thomas, had 20. Yeah. By the way, did we do Big East Fantasy at the start of Big East play last year? I've been thinking I've been thinking about that. Uh, I have no well, idea. I think we, we got to was... ask our commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do it again. Uh, anyways, um, Butler 94-55 over Legend Geeters Eastern Michigan squad. Uh, you didn't you didn't see the uh, change to Butler, did you? What do you mean? Posh Alexander's rocking a headband now. Mm. I think I saw that in like when he did an interview with Fana. Um, but I mean the thing that's jumped out at me with them is they scored 60 points in the second half. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Thad Mata can uh, get things turned around there at Butler. Uh, Xavier, a winner, 77-63 over um, Robert Morris. Yeah. Is your guy still there? Andy O'Toole? Yeah. I have no no idea. Hmm. Um, Desmond Claude, we we all know him from X last year. Taking on a bigger role this year. He was as good as advertised, 25 points on 10 of 17 from the floor. Seton Hall getting a scare. Shaheen Holloway got a scare from his former Peacocks. Uh, The Pirates were losing 27-26 at halftime. But they have a good second half in rally to beat the Peacocks, 70-59. By the way, I know know you hate my Kadari Richmond comp for Garway. I think it's spot on. 18, I don't. Garway Duval is 100% from three right now. Where's 18. Kadari Richmond. Oh, oh, two. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, he put up 18. Okay, he put up 18 points, seven to six, six rebounds, six steals. Six steals. That's crazy. I, I, listen, Kadari Richmond is a fine player, but, you know, he, he doesn't got that, 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 uh, lotto hype, okay? He does, yeah, he doesn't have the stomach issues. Um, Villanova, I thought they, I thought that game was way closer. I guess not. They, I think it, I think it kind of got close and then they, yeah, kind of like the Friar game. It was like PC was only up four points and then by halftime they're up 15. You're like, oh, okay. I think we're going to, um, we're granted, I like our roster. I think we're going to be upset that we didn't push for Tyler Burton given the family connections. That guy looks like a grown man playing college basketball. Yeah, no, he had a good night. 15 points, seven boards. Um, uh, Villanova over American, 90-63. And then the Connecticut Huskies raising their fifth national championship banner. They beat Northern, uh, Arizona, 95-52. VFC already gave his commentary on that. Klingon, let me see this box score, 12-8. and eight, So he had a solid game. Um. 22 for Caravan, 14 for Newton. Um, all right, outside of the Big East, I already hit the big one. That was a huge one. James Madison beating Izzo in overtime. I caught the end of that game when I got back. Um, that was wild. F- former BC guy, uh, TJ Bickerstaff, give, giving the Spartans the business. Um, other games to note, Stanford. Over Cal State Northridge, they had trouble with them, but uh, Jared Bynum making his debut 
with the Cardinal. Um, did you did you catch the USC Kansas State game, BOC? No. Because this is what I really wanted to talk about. Talk, talk to me. So, boy, that team stunk. I was stuck. Kansas State? Yes. Um, I, I decided this year that I'm going to keep a running, like, note journal mm-hmm. and just, like, write down my some of my thoughts on uh, some of these teams. Yeah, K-State. So, like, they were horrific offensively. Um. Wait, can I say something really quick about K-State? I'm looking at the box score. You see how many minutes our boy McNair got? Yeah, he didn't get much, but um He got nine minutes. But he was beefing a pinch, dude. Eight points four five. And he actually came in when they like started to make a little rally, but um but um yeah, that team like Kaluma, Tyler Perry, and Carter were so so they're they're three big players. Carter's a returner, I believe, but uh, Kaluma and Perry were obviously the big time portal additions. They were a combined ten of forty four from the floor. We that is horrific. Yeah, they were terrible. They were really bad, and man, are they missing? I mean, I bet you McNair is going to be a problem for us. Like, I bet you he plays a bunch in the Bahamas. Because the, them without their starting big man. Yeah. Like, not good for them. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out there in the Duke game. TJ Power only got eight minutes. So let's manifest that into uh, maybe TJ will be a fryer next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. TJ went to my high school. Um, TJ, do you know that Cooper Flag is coming to Duke? Um, you might. I don't know, man. It might might be a tight rotation there. They're, they and they got Nagamba going there. Good God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke's gonna be. You know what's funny about Duke though? It makes this year's team like I don't give two craps about watching their team this year. Even though Philip Pekowski is nasty, but... Dude, yeah, and... Like, like the fact that Flag is coming next year, I'm like, I don't really care about this year's team. I want to see next year's Duke team. That's the funny thing is, like, they have... Like, everybody talks about the freshmen, but, like, the most important player probably besides Philip Pekowski is their senior point guard, Roach. Like, you, there's nothing better than having an upperclassman point guard. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, any other games of note that, that you thought of, or...? No, right now I think we got it covered. Yeah, I think, um, we I think that's it. Oh, Oklahoma beat uh, Keanu Davis's former team, Central Michigan, <laughs> by thirty. Um, no, forty. No, thirty. Um, but yeah, in action as of our recording on Tuesday, a couple other biggest teams will be making their debuts. Georgetown hosting Lemoyne. I got my four tickets. Uh, oh no, BOC! The game's in thirty minutes. How am I going to get to DC on time? Uh, so Georgetown hosts Lemoyne. Rick Pitino era gets underway against Stony Brook. I will be tuning into that one as soon as we're done here, BOC. Um, Creighton opens up against uh, Florida A and M. DePaul against I uh, Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. Um, Did you see what the spread is for the Creighton game? It's 35 and a half. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I, so one of my buddies was like, Can we bet on Aaron Bats uh first game? Uh PC Lady Friars open up on Tuesday night. Um, and I went to check, right? Yeah. And they only had two lines for women's games. And it it seems to me like they only put the lines for like the, the big the big time squads. Uh the Tennessee Lady Vols were laying 49 and a half <laughs> points. <laughs> uh, That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I you know, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. I, I'm just so excited for hoops. I, I I could just go forever, but uh I don't think the I don't think the fire fans would want that. So um anything else? Any shout outs, anything? No, man. I'm I'm excited the season's here. It's good to get back in a rhythm and have some college basketball to watch. And uh Bahamas, I can't wait. We're what? We're a little over a week nine days, before. eight days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super excited for that. We'll get you guys some uh pre and post stuff on UW Milwaukee. Um then we'll pro so so we do have a big interview coming up. Um little tease here boc i'm not gonna say who it is but it's a big get uh so it's probably our biggest interview to date right potentially yeah do you not view fanta i mean he's the mayor of the big east that's true uh so yeah we, we got a big interview coming up uh that we were recording on thursday we'll probably we'll probably hold off and get that to you I don't know, but before the Wisconsin on uh, Monday, right? Just yeah. thinking out loud here. Uh, so we'll get that out for you. Um, and then, you know, again, continue to follow along on, on the blog, provincecrier.com. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Surrett. Follow me on Twitter at Province Crier. He's B- at BOC all day. See you later, Fire Time. See you guys.